Good morning and welcome to Worship with United Methodist Church, Westlake Village. We are so glad that you found us online for this first Sunday in June. Today is Trinity Sunday as the opening screen shared with you. And we'll be looking at Father, Son, and Holy Ghost and how the Trinity invites us into relationship with God and invites us to move in the world. Today is also a special Sunday within the United Methodist Church called Peace with Justice Sunday. It's one of those special Sundays where we take the time to consider how we might live in the world that brings peace with justice. As it is the first Sunday of the month, we will be participating in Holy Communion at the end of worship. I'll encourage you to have a piece of bread, whether it's a slice of bread, a dinner roll, a cracker, whatever serves your purpose, and a beverage on hand so that when we get to that time in worship, you have those elements available to you and we will trust the Spirit to work across the internet to bless and consecrate the elements in each of our own individual places. Let us begin worship with a time of reflection. Psalter reading this morning is Psalm 8. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and infants, you have founded a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at the heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them? Mortals that you care for them. Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands you have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. I can 
let us take a breath and relax. Center our spirits upon the presence of the living Lord within us. We seek in this time of prayer to be fully aware of God's presence within and to acknowledge how this sensitive indwelling connects us not only with God, but also with one another. In this awareness, let us enter into prayer. Let us pray. O oh Lord, hear the prayers of your children. We are in distress, Lord God. We are witnessing violence in the communities of our nation and know that the root of that violence stalks all of our neighborhoods. We have heard your call for us to be brothers and sisters, to live as family, to be good neighbors and keepers of one another's well-being. Yet we have too often ignored or, or silenced that call and behaved differently. We repent and seek your mercy to help us turn away from hatred and violence and turn towards your love and kindness. Help us to get ourselves straight with you and one another so we treat all our neighbors as we would want them to treat us. We want respect. Help us give respect. We want fairness. Help us give fairness. We want freedom. Help us give freedom. We want opportunity, Lord God. Help us give opportunity. We want forgiveness. Help us give forgiveness. We want grace. Help us give grace. We want love. Help us give love. So we begin our time of prayer with words of sorrow and repentance. And please, that you, Lord God, might help us once more, once again, find the way forward to your blessed community. Hear our prayer, Lord God. Our concerns remain wrapped around the devastation being caused by this global pandemic. All the lives lost and disrupted, all the grief and sadness, all the anxiety and worry. Help us, Lord, to care and protect one another and carefully discover the ways to draw ourselves back into one another's presence with safety and in health. While we all have been affected by this violence and dis-ease, it touches 
all of us in one way or another. Today we share the tears and the grief of our brothers and sisters and assert, though we might do it poorly, we are family, one to another. Help us live your truth about who we are and how we are to be, Lord God. We pray your help. Soothe the grieving. Heal the sick. And strengthen those, dear Lord, who are providing care and assistance to people in crisis during this time of great distress. We think of all those around us who are dealing with differing types of diseases, physical and emotional illnesses, and are in need of your healing touch and a sense of your tender mercies, Lord God, during these challenging times. Be with them and help them along their path. Life goes on amid all the headlines and the most pressing concerns of our communities. Life goes on for each one of us with our personal challenges. Life goes on and we pray for it to be better. Help us, Lord. We think of those recovering from surgeries handling the course of their cancers, moving through other illnesses towards renewed health. Today, we think specifically of these folks in our prayers. Susan Falk, who broke her foot last Wednesday. Jack Rogers, who will be undergoing sinus surgery on Friday. And Dana Sheehan, who has taken a turn for the worse with her cancer and is now on hospice care. We pray for her comfort and her spiritual strength, the support of her family, Mike, Jill, and Meg, Lynn and Gary Albertson. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray with joy with Barb Stone over a good report on her skin cancer surgery. With Barb Ghosh for a good report on resolving her AFib situation. For Sonny Benjamin, who on Friday received the joy of the news of the birth of a great granddaughter, Layla Rose Waters. Six pounds, three ounces, 17 and a half inches, born of Sonny's granddaughter, Nicole and Jared. Stuart Dilge's graduation from Dartmouth Med School. And for our confirmands, Jack Elginer, Samantha Marin, Jack Boring, Jay Singh, 
all of them having completed their effort and now awaiting the opportunity when we can gather together safely to go through the, the ritual of confirmation. We sing with joy over their accomplishment. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we pray for others who have not now been mentioned, yet are very present in our personal thoughts. Hear our prayers, O Lord. We lift up all these concerns in the confidence of your mercies that you will indeed be present with these people in their circumstances. We also pray for your help of us along our paths, steadying our hearts and minds, empowering us to be the best people we can be regardless of the circumstances in which we find ourselves. May the mind of Christ fill our understanding as we gaze upon those near to us with whom we make our way these days. This we all pray in the name of Christ Jesus, our Lord, who taught his followers to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. Grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. Ten thousand years from 
We have two scripture readings for us today on this Trinity Sunday. The first comes from the Gospel of John, from the 14th chapter. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world can not receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. Yet you know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my father and you in me and I in you. Our second reading is from 2 Corinthians in the 13th chapter. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. May God add his blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. I danced in the morning and I leapt up high. I am the life that'll never, never die. I'll live in you if you live in me. I am the Lord of the dance, said he. Dance then wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the dance, said he, and I'll lead you all wherever you may be, and I'll lead you all in the dance, said he. Please join me in a moment of prayer. Awesome and almighty God, we thank you for being the Lord of the dance, the one that inspires the music and the one that invites us into relationship with you. Be with us this day that we can see the ways in which your very being, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer, reminds us time and again the beauty of relationship and how we are knit together into knowing you more fully. Lord, we ask you to be in my speaking, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts may be acceptable unto you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. For those of you that love Lord of the Dance, you may have noticed that we took some creative license with that song. Uh, we decided to mix a little bit of the first verse and the last verse together so that we talked about the fact that God and Christ was in the beginning and that Christ continued to be among us and serve us through his resurrection 
and invited us into a dance of knowing God and living in the world. When we started planning for this Sunday, um, in the back of my head, I was going to be coming back from vacation, fresh and renewed, maybe with some stories about John Wesley, since I was going to be in England. But then COVID happened, and our world changed. And uh, so, and then other life events happened as well. And so you'll see a bunch of different realities coming into play in today's sermon. I want to start with a a poem that's in the beginning, the foreword of The Divine Dance by Richard Rohr. The foreword is written by William Paul Young, and he wrote this about the Trinity. One, alone, is not by nature love, or laugh, or sing. One, alone, may be prime mover, unknowable, indivisible, all, And if everything is all and all is one, one is alone, self-centered, not love, not laugh, not sing. Two, yin, yang, dark, light, male, female, contended dualism, affirming evil, good, and striving toward balance, at best, face to face but never community. Three, face to face to face, community, ambiguity, mystery, love for the other and for the other's love, within, other-centered, self-giving, loving, singing, laughter, a fourth is created, ever-loved and loving. This was a poem that was written to help some process why we have the Trinity understanding of God, to help us to remember that the Trinity is about relationship within God and with creation. The Trinity is the ability for God to have relationship and have the oneness of being God, but also allows are divine to know the gift of relationship so that when our God reaches out to us, God understands the nuances and the things that we need in relationship. Richard Rohr in his book goes further than talking about the Trinity of God. He goes into the Trinity and looks at the Trinity in terms of a dance, thus the divine dance. He says, whatever is going on in God is a flow, a radical relatedness, a perfect communion between three, a circle dance of love. And God is not just the dancer. God is the dance itself. He quotes a book by Brother Elias Markle, a monk uh, from Georgia, who says this, the ancient Greek fathers depict the Trinity as a round dance an event that has continued for 6,000 years and six times 6,000 and beyond the time for hum- when humans first knew time. The infinite current of love streams without ceasing to and fro, to and fro, to and fro. 
gliding from the Father to the Son and back to the Father in one timeless happening. I love the imagery of God being a dance and God being a relationship and love. I remember when I was a youth, I came across a poem that really spoke to me. Many of us know footprints in the sand, but maybe we don't know footprints with a twist. And I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't have it in front of me. But in this poem, it talks about someone walking along with God and noticing the patterns of their footsteps in the sand. At one point, things are scattered and disconnected and jagged as God's steps are steady and pure and true. And then there's a recognition that the person who's telling the story recognizes that their steps are, are melding into God's steps, following behind, but their steps are smaller, more diminutive. And as time progresses, they realize that their footprint is growing and that they are, are growing into who they're supposed to be in God. And then they are shocked because there's this period of dips and dashes and twirls in the sand that confuses them. So they turn to God and say, God, I'm trying to understand what was happening in these footprints. I know that in the beginning I was a young believer and was stumbling to keep in step with you. And then as I came to know you, my footstep grew in line with yours. And as I grew to love you, my steps grew to fit like yours. But what happened at the end with all those dashes and dips and twirls? I don't understand. And God said, you had it right, my child. But at the end, it's not that you lost step with me. That's the time that we danced. I love the imagery of us dancing with God, being so in connection and union with our divine one that we are taking our cues from God's lead. Now, I will admit that I'm not the best dancer, and Warren will tell you that I don't follow lead very well. I usually try to take control and lead myself. But any of our dancers out there will tell you the beauty and the importance of being able to follow, which is something that I'm growing and learning into. When we dance, we're learning how to respond to and rely on those we're dancing with. We're being led by a partner when we're dancing one-on-one -on -one or one with three, depending on if we're talking about with a human partner or with God. But the truth is, is that we're also dancing in a troupe. I know that several of our young people are dancers within our congregation, and they are probably the ones that we should turn to to talk about what it's like to dance on a team or a troupe, how they strive to let one another shine, how they take their turns up front, center stage, and how they fall back to the wings to let others shine as well. As we are dancing with God, we have to recognize that this circle dance is just not for a few of us, but it's for all of us. Our nation is in some turmoil right now. We are struggling to find peace. We are struggling to find balance. We are struggling to learn and grow and to address some issues that are at hand. Right now, the biggest issue in front of us is racism. 
and we've had many ways of speaking out to it, some that we agree with, some that we don't agree with. But the truth is that there's a voice that's asking for spotlight, asking for time to shine so that they can share their dance with the divine, speak their truth and represent who God is calling them to be. Right now, the Black Lives Matter is at the center and the spotlight at center stage, trying to get a message across, inviting us to listen to a truth, to listen to what is going on and what their experience is, an experience of feeling like they've been pushed to the wings, cast off into the background and not paid attention to, not hearing their story and not representing their truth. Today is Peace with Justice Sunday, and that means that we need to find peace that doesn't just take us back to where we were a week ago or three months ago, but helps us to find justice so that everyone can dance to the song that God has placed on their heart and live in the world in such a way that their truths are honored. We've heard several names over the last few weeks. Ahmed Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, all individuals who we wish and hope had more to share with us, whose stories did not end abruptly and suddenly. And we know that for their stories, there are thousands of others whose names did not make the news, who did not come to the forefront whose lives were lost in the shadows. And for that, we grieve. And for that, we need to mourn. Because the truth is, is that we are all God's creation. And we have to take the time to let all of our stories come to fruition. Because if we are going to dance the divine dance, we need to allow everyone to have a moment in the spotlight, to name the truths in their lives. Our God called us into life and life abundantly. Some of us have had more opportunities for that abundant life than others. And now is the time where we need to pause. We need to listen. We need to step back out of center stage and learn from others. The truth is, is that there's so many stories and so many truths out there, and we're trying to understand how God is inviting us into fullness of humanity, recognizing everyone as special and sacred and unique. We need all of the voices. We need to take the time while we are in the shadows to listen to the other stories, to learn from them, to find out resources that help us to grow into who we can be and who we should be as the kingdom of God. We need to confess the ways that we have fallen short and we need to commit to making change. I hope and pray that this is a time period that we learn that if we are humble and approach life with humility, we can recognize that everyone is our teacher. 
and that as all of the voices come together, that they might not be a cacophony of noise, but instead be a beautiful melody that joins in with God's dance to bring about the kingdom of God here on earth. Our hope, our prayer is that as we accelerate out of our COVID experience and out of the curve, that we find ways to be a more sacred community that honors the voices of everyone and takes the time to spotlight the voices that need to be heard at this moment. I hope and pray that as you dance the truth that God has placed in your heart, that you might see that there are a variety of truths out there and that we need to learn from all of them. Embrace the dance of the Trinity. Embrace the dance that invites you in. And remember that our call is to be inviting others into that dance as well. Amen. The church continues to serve its members, friends, and the community through this time of physical distancing and social disruption. We intend to be a beacon of love and light, however it is that we can do so. We need your generosity to maintain and empower these ministries. Please take note of the information about how to make contributions that will appear shortly on the screen and be generous in your giving. And remember, please, our special appeal to better equip us to provide our media ministries like you are enjoying now. We need your generosity to reach our $40,000 goal. God bless you through your generosity today.
you wish to join in communion, make sure you have some bread and juice at the ready by you and plan how it is you will serve one another when the time comes at the end of this liturgy. The words of the great thanksgiving that we are sharing are adapted by Pastor Rachel from a text created by Reverend Tom Schumann. I pray God in community be with you. May the Holy Three who are one be in your heart as you are filled with imagination, with words, and life itself. Let us voice our praises to God who makes us one with all people through prayer. You poured your imagination into chaos, stirring all your dreams and hopes and placing them on that palette called your heart, began to paint on the blank canvas of creation, azure for clear morning skies, bright yellows for marigolds, deep green for grass in the meadows, red and orange, tickling lazy sunsets. Simply, faithfully, Graciously, all was offered to those created in your image. But we chose the absence of color in sin and would paint our lives in death's grayness. You sent prophets and artists, singers and poets to point us back to your beauty and art. But we chose the bleak, Mirages offered by temptation and foolishness. Finally, you appealed to your word to bring us the good news of your salvific heart. With those who see and worship, as well as those who doubt and despair, we offer words of praise to you. Word of justice and love. You pointed to the Holy One in every thought and deed, even as God blessed your every step and breath. A baby, you showed us God's vulnerability. A young child, you taught us how to draw closer to God. A storyteller, you reminded us of the one who would run to scoop us up in arms of love and welcome our Savior. You enter into sin's embrace, taking the kiss of death, in, the kiss death intends for us, so that as, as resurrection's hope, you offer us life with you forever. We struggle to understand such a gift, and we seek to live such faithfulness. Like a refreshing breeze, you blew over creation's oceans. With a gust, you blew open our shuttered souls. With a light breath, you gave us life. So now, breath of God, spirit of all that exists, touch these simple gifts of the bread 
and the juice with the sacredness of your peace and stir us all from our fear and apathy. The bread which is broken is filled with your strength so that we may go and offer freedom to the prisoner so that we may breathe hope into our dying neighborhoods so that we can be peace for an angry world. The cup is never drained of your grace so that we may silence all hatred so that we might put evil in the past so that we might renew our fragile creation. And when we gather in that place to which you will direct us at the end of time, we will join with other sisters and brothers in forever praising your glory, your love, God in community, holy in one. Amen. Let us now partake as we receive the gift of music. Let us pray. Almighty God, bless this holy meal that we just partook in, that we might be nourished for the journey ahead, that we might be prepared for the changes that we need to make and the ways in which we strive to build your kingdom around us. Amen. And now, rooted in love, nurtured in love, go forth to do the dance of love so that those that we encounter might know that the God who created us in love, the Christ who meets us with love, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us to love goes with us each and every day in the dance. <laughs>